take a seat in this beautiful place today. This is the house of God. This is the gateway to heaven. Anything is possible in our midst today. Miracles are normal in Jesus Christ. Yes, they are. And it's my privilege here today to preach a message on the step of faith here today. And you know, uh, many times in theory, the step of faith looks like this. Neat and tidy, polite, something that we can put our finger on, put our finger to the pulse, understand, fathom. But I have found in Christ, and I'm wearing my kicks on purpose today, I felt I cannot preach on the step of faith in high heels. No way, I have got my appropriate footwear on today. If I'm preaching the step of faith and I'm wearing my kicks because I have found the step of faith, it takes us off course, it takes us into deep waters, it takes us off the beaten path in Christ. He constantly draws us out, draws us out into the place of miracles, the place of abundance. He calls us into a wide open, spacious place. He's not called us to attain ordinary existence in faith in the step of faith he has called us to greatness each and every one of us so I'm wearing my kicks today because I have found a step of faith does not look like this rather it looks like this <laughs> why, don't, why don't we thank the music team take a seat here today so I'm wearing comfortable footwear I hope you've got your comfortable footwear on too I have found that faith makes a fool of what makes sense. Faith makes a fool of what makes sense. I love this life, partnering with Christ. He has pulled us into the most, the greatest adventure is a walk with Christ, right? It is not tame or polite or tidy. It is extravagant. It is adventurous. It is wonderful. And there are miracles at every turn. His provision is perfect for each and every one of us. Steps of faith here today. You know, um, I would liken um, the walk of faith or steps of faith to the narrow path. And it says in Matthew 7, 14, but the gate is narrow, contracted by pressure, and the way is straightened and compressed that leads away to life, and few are those who are entering through it. Now, I know this scripture is speaking about salvation and the narrow uh, gateway and pathway that leads to salvation. But I have found the walk of faith, the step of faith, feels much like that, contracted by pressure. There is a test, is there not, in the walk of faith? It is not always the easy option. I've not found it to be the comfortable option, the step of faith, but rather contracted by pressure. You know, um, I like to run the block. Pastor Mick likes to fish. That's what he does in his downtime. I like to go running. I like to run along the Parramatta River, get some fresh air, clear my head. And as I'm running, at some point, normally I'll get a stitch in my side. Wayne Calvert, you can probably relate. The stitch, it's familiar. And now for some that are not trained in running, they may be put off by the stitch and they may find themselves slowing down or backing off. But the familiar runner understands that the stitch is a normal part of the process. And when the, the tension comes in the side of the waist, I normally just put my hand there and I keep on running. 
because I understand if you breathe through the pressure, if you breathe through the stitch, actually your capacity will increase and you can make the distance and you can get to the end. A pathway that is contracted by pressure, that's what this step of faith feels like. And many times when we feel the pressure come on, when we feel the stitch, the thorn in the side, we would we would back off. We would think that that means we need to uh, move, retract or, or withdraw. But actually, if we can hold the line and breathe through the pressure, through that pathway that is contracted by pressure, we'll actually see great miracles in our life, great outcomes. God calls us out into the deep. That's where he lives. You know, we're not called to a polite, tidy existence. Uh, I, I think that control is distasteful to God um, because it renders him powerless if we live in that place. Actually, as we come out into the deep, as we partner with the great I am in that place, he is free to move in our life, to bridge the gap between the normal existence and a great existence, to bridge the gap between a troubled moment and, and, and an outcome and a resolve that is heaven-born. He loves that place. He lives and breathes and moves in that place. The step of faith isn't traditionally comfortable. And I remember as a young dancer training, I actually grew to understand that there is something called good pain. Actually, in the stretch and in training and in working um, hard and, and training for a performance or training in the classroom, I understood that there's something called good pain. And as a dancer, you, you develop body awareness and you begin to understand, actually, you can work your body in a certain way and develop strength and develop stretch, but you have to understand it's good pain. And again, not back off the pain because the productivity comes through understanding the good pain, the pathway that is contracted by pressure, the step of faith. Many times it won't be comfortable, but it is incredibly productive in our life if we can stay the course and, and hold the line in that place. Who's with me here today? Amen. Hey, come on, if we're going to praise God, let's praise God in this place today. Now, the step of faith for you today uh, may be to join a connect group, to go out to that next step bar and join a connect group. The step of faith for you in this, in the life of the church might be to become a member, to actually decide, yeah, this place feels like home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to align myself to this house. I'm going to make an agreement to plant in this house. The step of faith here today like be, might be like what Pastor Rhonda said, to sign yourself up for everyone gathering and ask the Lord who else you could sign up for that gathering. The the purpose of the next step bar is to help you progress in your faith, to help you take the next step, the step of faith in your faith. When you go to that place and you meet with our team or you talk with our team, we are trying to progress you, to move you forward. We're like coaches on the sideline of your life. We see you, each and every one of you. And as a pastoral and ministry team, we posture ourselves like a coach. We just want to see you move forward. We want to see you get strength in the vulnerable areas. We want to see you flourish. We want to see you marriages flourish. That is the very heart of this house towards you. Now, as people, we like substance. We like measurable outcomes. We feel comfortable with the tactile, the things that are real. Our, our humanity likes the things that are actual and safe, and we can measure and we can say they're real. But I have found that we are partnering with the God 
who is beyond measurable outcomes. He's actually a God who breathed the world into existence. We are partnering with a God whose breath has creative power. If you look back into Genesis, you'll see that the, the creation of the world all came by his mere breath. And as his breath went out, the earth, the whole universe, the stars, it all take, took shape by the power of his breath. And friends, we are partnering with that same God. And here's the thing, we like measurable outcomes, we like actual substance, we look like things that we can put a date to, an outcome to, we like the safety and the security, but this step of faith, this walk of faith, it, we, it is beyond all of that. We are going out into the deep. The step of faith is partnering with a God who breathes and the world takes shape. And here's the thing about breath, it has no boundaries. Breath has no boundaries, and certainly his creative breath has no boundaries. And when we're partnering with this one, in fact, it says in Psalm 33, 6, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all their hosts by the breath of his mouth. Breath has no borders, and we are partnering with one whose power has no borders. Amen? Amen. You know... Um, Pastor Mick and Rhonda and I are privileged right now to host the new arrival service, uh, New Life we call it, on Fridays at Bella Vista. Oh, we're just loving this, aren't we? Aren't these people magnificent? They are dignified, they are educated, they are enriching our lives, are they not? I feel like honestly they're doing more for me than we could ever do for them. I don't know that they'll ever be able to fathom them that, but that's how I really feel. And this is a step of faith, week in, week out, week in, and God is taking me, I feel, on a, a genuine journey of faith with this service. Uh, you know, the first week or the second week, um, a humble member of our team approached me and said, I feel that the Lord's asked me to pay for the rental of the room for this week. Each week we're going by faith, and she fulfilled it that week. And then the next week, a young business couple, the Lord spoke to them. We feel to out of the business to pay the rental room, um, the fee for that room, and they paid it and then the next week this one just gone by uh, for me I'm just like each week I'm like Lord what you gonna do what you got for us this week what's happening Lord it's so exciting living on that edge and um, my sister and her husband paid the, the fee for this last week and I'm like wow Lord you are so good your provision is perfect and I feel that he's making a point to us isn't he Rhonda and Mick um, that it's his heart it's his vision and it's his provision he is jealous to be seen as the provider and we are privileged to just walk in this this journey of faith around this service I know I'm not to strive he's made that very clear to me but um, I find that not easy because I'm an industrious person. Um, but I know that striving is exhausting and it's fruitless. Our strength is in our trust. Our strength is in our trust. You know, we could waste a lot of emotional energy trying to strive and build things in our own humanity. But by faith, we rest. And our strength is in our trust. Now, a step means I'm going to lift a back foot, I'm going to take the handbrake off, and I'm going to put a new foot down. 
It's actually, I'm going to move out of the old thing. I'm going to, I'm going to make a decision to move out of that old thing and I'm going to step forward into a new thing. But that means I've got to be leaving something behind in, in order to enter into the new thing. And it says in Genesis 12:1, now in Haran, the Lord said to Abraham, go for yourself for your own advantage away from your country, from your relatives and your father's house to the land that I will show you. The step of faith is to our own advantage. Many times we're hovering here. We've got the handbrake on. There's a resistance and a reluctance to take that step of faith and move and launch into that new thing. But you've got to know if the Lord has illuminated that path, if he's set that course, then it is to our advantage to move into it and take a hold of it. Fear not if he has lit that path. You can trust that he is with you right to the very end. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. Right until the end of the line, he's with you. He will accompany you. The step of faith is to our advantage. It really is. You know, but what happens before the step lands? I find this is a tricky place in our humanity. There is a place in transition right before the step lands. I think this is where the greatest test is. Uh, maybe sometimes releasing the step and, say, and agreeing with God, I'm going to do that thing. We love it when we land it. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. We love that place. When the vision lands, when it actualizes and our heart is fulfilled and satisfied, we, love, we live for that place. We love that place. But the majority, I think the majority of our time is in this hovering place, in transition. That is where our faith is really tested down to the wire. That, that is where we weep and where we call out and where we beg and where we, we beseech the Lord in that place, that hovering place, that place of transition. I find the Lord loves to keep me in this place because of what it does on the inside of me. It is invaluable what he builds on the inside while he has got us hovering in transition. But I want to talk a bit about transition today because we can get lost in transition. You know, we use that phrase, lost in translation, and um, it was funny, actually, I was with some of my new friends the other day, and um, one of them introduced the kitchen as the chicken. <laughs> it was lost in translation. I thought it was cute. <laughs> it was lost in translation. And in, in life, there are lots of moments where we get lost in transition. I want to talk about that gap here today, that place of being in transition, because I think in the life of the church, we need to be careful of that place, because in transition, there can be a lot of relational misunderstanding, and there is a risk of disconnect in transition, disconnect from people, from God, from faith, from his word, from the truth. You know, in church life, we serve for a season, and then maybe we rest, and you feel the separation of those relationships because you're out of that team, you get a bit withdrawn and then you, you feel like you're floating in the life of the church again because there's actually great power in serving because it anchors us in the life of the church or, or maybe we attend a connect group for a season and there's all this chemistry and connection and then due to circumstances we disengage from that connect group and we find ourselves in transition again, floating in the wider body, not anchored again or when we, we can't attend church regularly, there's a lapse and we, we start to feel that transition. We're in transition. There's a disconnect. You know, and often there are very real circumstances behind all these changes. There can be a shift in health or work or financial situations or very real trauma that we feel in our life. But there is a difference between in, 
been in the heart of the church and on the fringe. And my concern as a pastor is always for those that have a transition and are floating on the fringe. Because I know if you're in the heart of the church, you're anchored and you will flourish. And, you know, relationships are the invisible threads that hold a community together. There are crisscrossing relationships all over this body and they are vital. They are a lifeline. Our friends, we remain because of the invisible threads of relationship and in transition, the relationships shift and it's seasonal and the dynamics can change. And I know that the enemy attempts to corrode relationships in the church because he recognizes the great power of them because the relationships are the thread that hold this community together. And he will try and convince us that the church doesn't love us, that we're not seen by the church, that the people don't love us. Let me tell you, I see you. I see each and every one of you. None of you are exempt from our heart and our attention and our care. Let me just disarm that myth here today. You are seen. You are valued. You are loved, each and every one of you. Everything we do, all of our service, all of our efforts is to see you through thrive, to see your family thrive, to see you go from strength to strength. The church is for you. We see you. We're with you. We'll sacrifice for you. We'll carry you. We'll labor for you. We'll pray for you. You matter to us. You matter to us. And you know, it says, the Bible says in Psalm 133, unity commands a blessing. I think that's so powerful. Um, so great is the power of unity it commands a response from God. I don't know if anything on the earth has the authority to command God, but apparently unity does. Apparently unity will speak to God and say, I command a blessing over this family. I command a blessing over this church. Apparently unity has the authority to speak to God. Oh my goodness, what a position. Wow. It's important to always believe the best in one another. You know, sometimes it's going to seem like I am a woman on a mission and I hurry past you and I didn't stop and have that in-depth conversation that particular moment. Probably it's because I feel an urgency because I'm probably hustling to get to that new person over there that I know has just walked through our door and they're not in connect group yet and they're not connected yet and they're floating and they're feeling isolated and they're feeling awkward and I can see that. And so I'm on a mission trying to reach that new person because I see them and I care for them and I want to engage with them and welcome them. Sometimes it does seem like I'm a woman on a mission and I am sorry for that. It's probably not going to change anytime soon though because I love each and every one that walks in through this door and I know that the members of our church in majority are in connection do have connect group, are in serving teams, and so there are the invisible threads of relationship are around them and they're valued and they're nestled and they're held and they're nurtured. But I know that one over there, I know they don't have that yet. I know they feel isolated and awkward and they've just walked in on their own and they've been so brave just to get out of their car and they're wondering if they've got the right clothes on or if, they, if they're going to be understood or seen and hosted. And so I'm on a mission to get to that one. Please believe the best in me. Revelation 3.11 says, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast what you have so that no one may rob you and deprive you of your crown. Hold fast 
what you have. Many times people lose what they have through times of transition, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially. Hold fast to what you have, especially relationships and especially faith, the things that really matter. You know, the things of this earth, material things, they can fall through our fingers, and, and, and but they are not the things that are lasting. They're not the things that are sacred. Faith is one of the most sacred things we need hold fast to in out the transitions of our life and relationships, those sacred threads that are around our life. Hold fast to them. Hold fast to them. Amen. I'm going to ask the band to come. You know, um, I found if the enemy can't rob our fruitfulness, he will attempt to rob our joy. And tiredness can deflate joy. But what I love about the Lord is he leads us. He doesn't drive us. I'm actually attempting to create rest in my life right now. I feel like it's reconfigured, like God's shifted the pieces of the puzzle. And so I'm trying to find a new place of rest. Like I've been leaning into youth on Friday night. Have I got any of the youth peeps in here this morning? Here, holla, holla, the young. Hey, that was so quiet. Really? T, did you even lift up your voice? Can I, can I hear one more time from the youth peeps that are out there? Come on, Jaden. <laughs> so I've been leaning in there to strengthen that, and Friday was my day off, and, and now, and then the, the service on the Friday morning, so it's looking different, and I'm just attempting to find rest in this, this new reconfiguring. And I asked the Lord when we were going to start this Friday morning service, I said, Lord, I've got all these things on my plate. Um, Am I going to survive if I take this on too? <laughs> and I felt him say to me, go into all the world. And I heard that sacred commissioning and I thought, Lord, fine. We can reconfigure all these other pieces. That's your sacred um, commissioning. How could I ignore that? And so I, I trust now, I have faith now that you will sustain, you will provide, you'll guide us through this season. I took a step of faith. How do we gauge whether we are driven or led? We look for fruitfulness. That's our confirmation. When we're, when we're weighing up the odds, do I take this quantum leap or do I refrain? We look for fruitfulness. That's our confirmation. It says in 1 Corinthians 6.12, everything is permissible, allowable and lawful for me, but not all things are helpful, good for me to do, expedient and profitable when considered with other things. Everything is lawful for me but I will not become the slave of anything or be brought under its power. The enemy drives and enslaves, but the Lord leads. By his still small voice, he leads. That shepherd comes alongside us and he leads. And I just want to finish with this here today. This is the beauty of the step in faith. This is the beauty of partnering with Christ. In Christ, there is always an exchange. Many times... I step into this service to bring a word and I'll, I'll feel weak in my humanity. And I'll wonder, Lord, is this enough? But as I lift my hands in worship, I feel that infilling of the power of the Holy Spirit that strengthens and sustains and enables me to do what I do. It's a step of faith. It's an exchange. I give my weakness and He infills with His strength. I give my vulnerability and He infills.
fills with his boldness. I give over of myself and Christ enters me and my circumstances. Isaiah talks about this exchange. Isaiah 61.3, to grant consolation and joy to those who mourn in Zion, to give them an ornament, a garland or diadem of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a heavy burden and failing spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, lofty, strong and magnificent, distinguished for uprightness, justice and right standing with God, the planning of the Lord, that He may be glorified. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's praise Jesus in this place. Thank you, Lord, for the great exchange. Thank you, Lord. In our weakness, you make us strong. Why don't you just stand right across this auditorium? I've allowed time in this meeting here today because I believe there will be a great exchange right across this place today. I'm going to open this altar in this place. Many of you need a fresh impartation of faith, a fresh measure of boldness and strength. For your weakness, He gives us strength. For our lack, He gives us faith as we desire it. So I'm going to open this altar. And if there is any circumstances in your life, be it physical or financial or relational, I know as you step out of your seat here today, there will be a great exchange. Faith will be imparted in this place today. Rest will be imparted in this place today. For He is the great I Am. He is a wellspring of life. He has faith in abundance in this place today. So why don't you begin to come? Just step out of your seats right now. Come and stand on this altar here.